welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey, hey. How you feeling today? Uh, a little bit under the weather. <laughs> uh, party hard this weekend? Uh, not at all. I'm just fighting through a little bit of a cold. Guess what I did? Uh, what did you do? I partied hard this weekend. Uh, yeah, you did. Yeah, flew all the way across the country, uh, went out to eat every day, had some drinks every day. Nice. Uh, still recovering. Just partied, a like bit. It, partied like it was 1999, huh? Mm-hmm, sure did. Back when our livers were fresh as could be. Yeah, it was... Uh, it was a fun experience. And then, plus, I'm on East Coast time on the West Coast. So it was all. Yeah, you're all disconnected. It was all. That, even that Friday that when we flew in, it was kind of like, oh, man. Like, we stayed out late. And I'm like, man, it's like four in the morning back home. This is like crazy for me. Uh-huh. So the next day, I was like, oh. But I was surprised, man. In San Diego, tons of Browns fans there. I saw that watching the game. There, it looked like there was a lot. There, yeah. was, there was almost, I mean, you could hear the cheers on TV for the Browns fans, like when the Browns did something good. Walking in, I was astonished. Going down to our seats in Lower Bowl, everybody that sat around me was Brown fan, Browns fans, and except for the people right in front of me were San Diego fans. And during like the concession time, like every time I go down the concession stands at Qualcomm, the way it was set up, literally there was more Browns fans than Chargers fans. I don't know if they weren't hungry or oh, yeah, what you, was going on. You know those West Coasters, they gotta they gotta look good. Yeah, so they, can't, I, they can't eat all. We're the nachos. I'm from Ohio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I was really impressed with the turnout. It was like everybody that does their one away game of the year seemed to go to that game. Well, why not? It's sunny California. It wasn't very sunny. No? The yeah, one, you're right. It was kind of overcast. It was overcast. It yeah. was dri- The one time the sun came out, it started drizzling. It was really weird. Yeah, that is odd. But it was fun. It was a good time. Uh, the game outcome wasn't uh, a success story. You know, they kicked it. They go kick the game winning field goal. They missed. But, just, ooh, just kidding. Just a bit offsides. Yeah, just a bit early. Yeah, story of my life. <laughs> I've become really apathetic to things like this because it's, it's, the Browns will always find a way to lose. They, yeah, they keep doing it, man. Yeah. Year after year after year. After year. After year after, after year. year. I'm sad. Yeah. I said this great weekend. You made me sad. I'm sorry, Rich. Let's talk Dynasty Fantasy Football. How hey, about that? Hey, there you go. Something, Let, something now, we can control. Now, I will admit I had a really tough time watching the games this weekend. Okay. Uh, you know, obviously the game in San Diego – we drove down to the game, so I caught some of the games at I caught some of the one o'clock games at the bar from mm-hmm. like the first quarter, pretty much on. Uh, and then in, I watched in between the shots, game. you were catching shots, cards. Shots, shots, <laughs> shots. We went to dinner, had some drinks, no shots. Okay, no shots this weekend. Lots of alcohol, but no shots. Uh, so, like my, I, I just tried to read it up on as much as I could. And again, I was watching the Red Zone Channel at the bar we were in San Diego, which was kind of. Nice before the game. So I saw, I saw some action. All right. Um, you know, let's talk about a guy that most people might not have on their radar that should be on the radar right now that's kind of jumped onto the map, and it's Willie Sneed. Yeah, absolutely. For man. the uh, New Orleans Saints. Wide receiver, 22 years old. And Sneed played on 48 to 73 of the snaps against the Cowboys. He actually out-snapped Marcus Colston. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And Brandon Coleman by And Brandon Coleman. Yeah. yeah, well, Brandon Coleman by, yeah, a lot. Right. Uh, and he came away with the game with six catches, 89 yards, no touchdowns, no scores along those lines. But it looks like Willie Sneed has entered pretty much the starting lineup, wouldn't you say? I almost started him this weekend, um, kind of out of desperation, and then ended up uh, 
putting him to the bench for Eric Decker because Decker was actually active. So it worked out. It worked out. I mean, they actually both scored right around 14 points, so Mm -hmm. it would have been fine either way. But, um, yeah, I I definitely think he's startable at this point. So he was already on your radar. He was on my radar. I picked him up. And your roster. Yeah, I picked him up in both the leagues that he was available. Yeah, so he's somebody right now, if he's not on your roster, immediately run to your waiver wire and see if he's on somebody else's roster. Uh, and if he isn't, grab him immediately. He's basically taken over the second wide receiver role there in New Orleans. I which mean, is a very valuable commodity to have right now. Definitely with, like, you know, Ben Watson as your tight end. There's no really receiving game. I mean, the, the whole Brendan Cooks, I'm still a really big Cooks fan, but it's it's completely underwhelmed from what we expected. Right. Uh, he is, I don't he's not even, I think he's a low-end wide receiver three at this point yeah. at best. And... Right now, Willie Steen, if he's going to start and he's going to outsnap Marcus Colston and outsnap Brandon Coleman, you know, all this hype we were talking about beginning of the year about Brandon Coleman and, hey, this is a guy you want to have on your roster, now all goes to Willie Sneed. And like you said, you almost started him, you would have came away with 14 points. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's really good production. And, and he's been doing it week in and week out for the, you know, for the first quarter of the season. Here. Yeah, I mean, you got you know, obviously week one he only had one catch, but it was still for 63 yards. So, you know, he, he's giving you seven points there. Then he had four catches for 44 yards and a touchdown. Right. Then he had five catches for 44 yards, and then this week, six for 89. So two out of four, he had double-digit point games. You know, that's bad in 500. I mean, just him and Breeze, they obviously have some kind of pretty good connection going, and, and I just think it's going to continue. Yeah. I do. Don't sound so enthusiastic about it. <clears throat> Sorry, it's this cold. It's getting me down a little bit. Yeah. I'm going to fight through it, though. I hear it, man. That's how it is out there. So Willie Sneed, great pickup. Actually... Worth kind of, if you're in a desperation play, you need a receiver. Definitely these bye weeks coming upon us now. Absolutely. Uh, you know, they're just going to keep coming and coming. Then Willie Sneed might be a guy you not only can pick up your waiver wire, but also start. I agree. I uh, Shady McCoy out multiple weeks, huh? Yeah. They kind of, they didn't give her like a really good solid timetable or anything for his return. And Just about if he's not going to play until he's 100%, he said. Yeah, that's right. He's not going to play, and now Carlos Williams is in, in the concussion uh, protocol concussion as well. Pro- yeah, and they and they signed uh, Boom Heron this week. They did sign Boom they, Heron. They huh? just signed him. Yeah. I read today that they were bringing in Trent Richardson, and then they promptly signed Boom Heron. <laughs> <laughs> hey Trent, we brought you in. Uh, what, what, why'd you bring McDonald's bag with you, Trent? You tub of goo. Come on, yeah, exactly. Come on. So I, I would, you know, Trent tried to walk through the front door, and instead he walked into the uh, wall. Yeah, yeah, because that's what he hole. does. He missed yeah. his hole <laughs> all day. Um, so I, I mean, if you're desperate for a guy to start, I would at least think about picking up Boom Heron and, and you know, seeing seeing how Carlos Williams goes, progresses through the concussion protocol. Poor man, week. Shady McCoy. I mean, he's startable if he's in the lineup. Yeah, I agree. I think Boom Heron, I, I honestly, I don't even know. Yeah. Because I came home from uh, California and then I went it, to it, sleep and then I went to work. Yeah, it literally just went down like late this afternoon on Tuesday. So. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I gotta see. I'm, I'm trying to stay on top of Roto World all day. It's kind of one of the... You know, it's like when you go on vacation, you come back from work, you have like a million things you got to do. Right. Yeah, you're. If you don't work for four days, your paperwork is piled up as high as your head. Yeah, and I was already behind on paperwork. All right. And other everything else I had to do, so I'm just behind. But you know what? Nah, you know, I got plenty of time to get caught up later. Mm-hmm. Right now, we're doing important things. That's fantasy football. You got that right. Uh, so yeah, Carlos Williams, kind of pay attention to what's going on there. Uh, he he. He started off, he only had like 40 yards rushing, Carlos Williams. I know because I had him in all my like fan duels and things like that as well, my DFS leagues. And, but then he caught that pass from Tyler Taylor for a touchdown to kind of save the day. Yeah, it was a nice little nice little play, too. I actually caught that uh, caught that play in the Bills game. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously if, you know, Carlos 
gets past the concussion, he's still the play there. Uh, if not, you just want to stick with, uh, as Matt said, Boom Heron might be a good pickup as well. Especially for a bye week fill-in. I mean, I wouldn't, if you have better options, I, I wouldn't start a guy that's just coming to a new team. But, I mean, if you're if you're desperate, he's definitely available in most leagues at this point, and uh, I would pick him up. Grab him. Jump on it. Uh, you know, speaking of uh, bye weeks and everything, not only is it bye weeks are coming along, but some players are coming back. Martavis Williams and Antonio Gates, for example. Martavis Bryant. Martavis Bryant. <laughs> you really confuse people with Mar- Martavis Williams. Who's Martavis Williams? He doesn't exist. I'm sure he does somewhere, but he doesn't play football in the NFL. Somebody right now listening, what are you talking about? I don't exist. <laughs> Yeah, so Martavis Bryant comes back this week, uh, which is definitely needed. I think he could play well with Vic with Vic's big arm. Um, yeah, bigger target. I mean, and Vic is not quite as accurate as Ben Roethlisberger. So nope. those big, big guys with you know big radi- catching radiuses are uh, nice. Yeah, he's definitely not Tyrannosaurus Rex arms. No, and you know that hurts. Like last week, it kind of hurt Antonio Brown. Like we thought, like it would hurt Antonio Brown a little bit, but mm-hmm. the streak ended. It yeah, broke his streak of what? Uh, Five and fifty, is that what it was? Yeah, five and fifty at like five and forty-three, right. something like that. And he, he had a lot of games, like thirty something, right? Yeah, like thirty-five. I yeah, think yeah. the next best game was like sixteen. Yeah, which is insane. It was, it was an impressive streak, and now, good run. Yeah, and then Big Ben got hurt, and now it's over. So Antonio Gates come back is coming back. Uh, situation to watch, but they said that Ladarius Green has earned more playing time, and Ladarius Green has really showed well. Yeah, he did. In well. this opportunity, he, he did nice against the the Browns this weekend. So and we, Gates is really old, so I can see him running a two wide receiver or two tight end set with Gates coming back. And you know, Gates might be one of those guys. If he comes in, he plays well right away. Sell, yeah, get around because I mean, Ladarius Green looks definitely looks like he's the future there. Absolutely, um, and especially with Stevie Johnson, I don't. They never really came out and said how severe his hamstring in- injury was, but I mean, they were down to just two wide receivers in that game, pretty much uh, Inman and uh, Keenan Allen. Yeah, and Dontrell Inman had, I mean, Malcolm Floyd's useless. Right. And Dontrell Inman came away with, he was a leading receiver, I think, on well, that well, team. Well, Floyd left the game, too. Oh, did he? Yeah, I mean, you were at the game, so maybe you didn't know that. But I did not notice that. Floyd left and Stevie Johnson left. They were down to Inman and uh, and Keenan Allen. That was that was it. Yeah, I mean, Inman had three catches for 88 yards right. coming in. And if you want, if you look on DynastyNerds.com, uh, who, I can't remember who wrote it, but we have a real good article on Dontrell Inman. And how he should be like a nice, good stash. Yeah. You know, he was called up, he was needed, and he, he produced. Absolutely. So, you know, check out DynastyNerds.com and read up on Dontrell Inman. He's definitely a good worth a stash for future use. He, he definitely is. I mean, they, Malcolm Floyd is on his way out. He already said this is his last year. Stevie Johnson is a, um, a free agent guy. Um, who knows how long that he'll stick on the roster. I think Inman is the guy that's going to be long-term. Um, Lining up next to Keenan Allen. Yeah, good stash. Really good stash guy. Um, you know who else has been a really, you know, I wouldn't say he's a good stash, but you drafted really high who should be kind of a stash? Who's that? Devon Austin. Oh, yeah. He's kind of been sneaky good this year. I'm not even a fan of Devon Austin, but I'm going to give him, I mean, he's kind of stepped up his game this year. To be honest, um, until you read his stats to me, I had no clue that he was, like, in a top 25 he is wide receiver 25 right now there you go. in PPR leagues. Pretty crazy, huh? Yeah, I, I never would have guessed it. I mean, it does, it does help that he had a, um, a really big week four. I mean, 29 points, it looks like. It, uh, that'll bump you up a little bit. Yeah, so, I mean, before that, he was, you know. But the was, week before that, he had a good week as well. He was in single digits the whole time. I mean, nine points, five points, eight points. So, I mean, it, this was a really big week for him. Um, 
I'm not really. I, he's still a guy I don't really trust. I don't trust him either. Yeah. I don't want him. But I'm just going to say, hey, look who's a wide receiver top 25 right, right now. Right, right, right. So. Because I love to look at, like, who, who's, who's the leader among fantasy points. It's a, it's, a great, it's a great way to see, like, who's a free agent in your league. You know, I like to go on, like, a, a good way to do it, like, in your fantasy football leagues is go to the players, click on all players, not players just available. Or you can do players available. I mean, obviously, you want to do players available. Click on targets. Right. You know, single down that way. Who's heavily targeted to the left? Maybe they don't have a lot of points, but they're getting a lot of targets. Uh, click on fantasy points. Kind of go through who's that actually way. producing. Right. Who's producing? Who's being targeted? It's a real good way to kind of like just definitely for receivers, like for free agent wise. Like if you want to go like, oh, I need a receiver. Click on your free agent list. Click on targets. Single it that way and see who's being targeted the most. Right. I, I usually do stuff like that and I'll sort and I'll. And I'll kind of just kind of really quickly commit like the top like five to ten to memory, and then I'll 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 resort it by something else. And if you know if a guy pops up after I was sorted by three different categories like targets, receptions, and actual points, then you kind of know he's not he's not faking it. He's in there, and maybe maybe he's worth a look. You know. Yes, and definitely if it depends on the size of your roster, at least a stash. Right. Because a stash of a guy like that is not going to hurt you. Like I'd rather have a guy definitely was a younger guy and kind of like unknown guy as it is. I mean, he's like a better hold than like Marcus Colston, right. you know? Absolutely. And people look at you, and that, that's how you succeed too, because you're people like, oh, you cut Marcus Colston? Why would you do that? Because I don't, I'm never going to start Marcus Colston. Right. He's a name. You know what I mean? It's like if you're starting Marcus Colston, you're in trouble. Yeah, bad things are happening. On yeah, your team. Your it's it's much worth. It's better to have like a stash, like you know, like a Willie Sneed mm-hmm. or Brandon Coleman, even you know, yeah. over a Marcus Colston where he's just a name and. You'll find that a lot in, like, fantasy. People will be, like, in Dynasty, they'll be hard up to cut a name. Well, I mean, I when I picked up Willie Sneed, I, I cut Terrell Pryor. Not, like, not that he's, like, super, you know, like, he was never established, but he was a name. Yes. And I was like, you know what, I'm never going to use Terrell Pryor, and Willie Sneed is producing. So I went ahead and cut him. And the best part about that is some other turkey in your leagues and go run, run to the waiver wire real quick and pick him up, start Marcus Colston, and then lose because they started Marcus Colston. Yeah, you know. You know, right now, another another name, a good example, somebody cut like that for a good stash, Andre Johnson. Yeah, I'm getting pretty close to calling it quits on him as well. I mean, obviously, you can't start him yet, but. He's two back-to-back goose eggs. Yeah, I think, I don't know if you, I don't know if you need to drop him yet. It depends on the size of your roster. Right. Like, exactly. we have 30-man rosters with taxi squads in our league. I've had Andre Johnson pretty much his entire career, so I'm not cutting him out of love, out of personal love. Right. You know, we've, we've. We've established this dynasty relationship in respect of each other. And uh, I can't cut Andre because I've had him on my team for 12 years. Does Andre know anything about this? Shh, <laughs> all right. Secret. All right. All right. Just so, <laughs> Come on. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Keep the love in a box. <laughs> all right. So, I mean, and I have a deep roster, but I, at the same time, with all that being said, if like I had to cut somebody, luckily with our roster so deep, there's always somebody kind of cut bait on. But I think he's next on my list of saying, okay, thanks for coming. Thanks for helping me win a couple chips. You've done all you can do for me. Yeah. That's kind of, you got you to gotta be able to do that. You got to be able to cut the emotional ties. Damn, was I wrong on Andre Johnson this year too, man. Yeah. I mean, I think luck being off might not help either, but I mean, he's just, he's been. That's why I'm not like totally advocating getting rid of him because he might just be, he might just need a few more weeks to get A, luck rolling and B, just kind of get himself acclimated before he. Not that he's going to really break out anyway, but 
But it, he I mean, might be useful in a playoffs down the road. Yeah, an injury could happen, and you know Andre Johnson has talent. So depending on your roster size, mm-hmm. I mean, he's somebody you could probably cut or like Colston. And again, for like if, if you told me right now, hey, you know Willie Sneed's available, and I like the only person I had like willing to cut was Andre Johnson. I'm making that move in a second. Yeah, I I can agree with that. So it's a you know and Tavon Austin, you know, I I've cut him too. <laughs> yeah, who cares about that? But you know Tavon Austin right now, the reason we could bring him up here is it might be a really good sign sell high guy. You know, use that set. You know, hey, you need a receiver? Tavon Austin. I don't want Tavon Austin. You know he's wide receiver 25 right now? Yeah, I was going to say, as long as you can sell him just on, on that alone and, and tell him not to look at the first four weeks of production. Yeah, just sell him the total pain. <laughs> you know, like he's right. pretty much, he's wide receiver one <laughs> look of at tight him. end of wide receiver threes. He's above T.Y. Hilton. And, you know. Yeah, like what do you, t- yeah, you could use that argument. Dude, what do you mean you want Tavon Austin? He's ahead of, he has more fantasy points than T.Y. Hilton. What are you talking T.Y. about? T.Y. Hilton, Percy Harvin, Eric Decker, he's got more points than all those guys. Yeah, come on, man. What do you, what do you, who'd you rather have? T.Y. Hilton or Tavon Austin? Yeah, exactly. T.Y., why would you say that? Tavon has more points. <laughs> so like, if you want to go cheap car, car salesman tactics, sell high. I always recommend going cheap car salesman tactics yes, early. You, yes, you do. Uh, speaking of cheap car, sale, car salesman, um, yes. Jordan Reed has nothing to do with that. Nothing to do with but that. But I want to talk about wanted, Jordan Reed. I wanted to see how you were going to spin that because I saw <laughs> that was coming up next. And you told Jordan me, Reed. Total, total fail. You would never guessed it, but no. he's hurt. He's hurt again. Wait and a minute. I never would have guessed that. He is recovering from his latest concussion. He's got a concussion, which is serious because he um, actually missed. He got sent to IR in, in 2013 for getting two concussions like pretty close together. Yeah, and this is his, he has five concussions since coming out of Florida. Yeah, it goes back quite a while there. And he's got a sprained MCL and an ankle. And it's, it just sucks because he's really good. Yeah, he is good. He produces when he's out there, but unfortunately... His body is just a little bit too frail. Him and Jordan Cameron both, right? Absolutely, man. Another guys are really talented. Could be tight end, top five tight ends, but they just can't stay on the field. Yeah. Killer, man. It must be something with that name, Jordan. Ooh. Look at us. Yeah. Jordan Cameron, Jordan Reed, tight ends that just can't cut it. Ooh, don't draft a Jordan. Don't draft a Jordan. Yeah. There's only one Jordan. There's only one Jordan. That's why. These false guys, these Uh, false prophets right here aren't them. Uh, But, you know, if they play... They're startable, even though Jordan Cameron hasn't really been startable this that year. Jake Stoneburner's been t- vulturing all his tight uh, his touchdowns. Yeah, man. he's been playing well. I saw yeah, you picked yeah. him up. I picked him up. Yeah, you dropped B Heartline for him. Yeah, sorry, Heartline. Heartline was never going to make it in my lineup anyway. No, he's again something that if you need to cut somebody. All right, I trade. I traded for him like a, like three or four years ago when he was actually producing. Yeah, he helped out then. Yeah, he did his job exactly. Uh, but Jordan Reed right now, Jordan Cameron. Both guys, you can't sell because you're selling too low. Mm-hmm. But again, those are kind of guys. And we talked about Cameron, you know, before. Like, hey, if he's somebody that produces, sell because his his concussions they they don't stop. You know how I see those guys? They're good guys to have in tandem with somebody else that you can plug into the lineup. Backups they, that are good backups, though, not like guys that are like tight end twos. You got to have another low end tight end one to kind of play matchups with and 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 dibble dabble with. You know? Yeah. I mean, it kills you because you have two of those guys in Julius Thomas and Jordan Reed. Right. Two guys are off. You know, they produce when they're out there. It's the matter of getting them out there. Yeah. And look at you. They're both banged up. Yeah, right now. So that sucks. I mean, Jordan Reed, I mean, again, you can't, you can't predict these concussions. But usually once you had about five, it doesn't get any better. It doesn't get any better. It seems to not, at least. 
Yeah, he needs to, he's got some he's gonna have some screws loose up there. I know I wouldn't mess around with that stuff. No. Like, oh, this is your fifth concussion. I'm like, and I retire. <laughs> and how much money do I have in the bank? I'm good. All right. And I quit. Yeah. So, yeah, Jordan Reed, hurt again. Again, not somebody you want to sell on your dynasty team. Just kind of somebody you want to sit down on and just kind of wait. Absolutely. You know, speaking of tight ends, too, you know who you want to start at tight end? Anybody going against the Raiders' defense. Anybody. Anybody. The Raiders' defense has made tight end ones out of every single person they played. So that, um, that goes to this week, which is the Denver tight ends. So Owen Daniels. Owen Daniels, as long as he is healthy, you put him in the lineup. And if, you know, if he's not, obviously they have Virgil Green there. That's yeah. a guy that also sneaky catches, play. Yeah, it's a little sneaky play. So, yeah, if you say you have, like, Jordan Reed, for example, you know, and Virgil, you know, Virgil Green's on a waiver wire, Guess what? The tight end, the Raiders have made a tight end one out of everybody. Guess what? I'm starting. I'm actually going to have to start Virgil Green in one of my leagues because I have Jordan Cameron is on bye and Julius Thomas isn't back, and the other other option that I have is Josh Hill. So I'm kind of like Josh Hill or or the guy that's going against the worst defense against tight ends for the year. So I just who's Josh Hill? Exactly. Remember that speed and bullet train? I think he did. Cut, I think he did. He got a touchdown. This he week. got a touchdown this past week. I saw it. And I was like, "Screw you, Josh Hill." <laughs> I, was t- I took him in some of my like uh, MFL tens and stuff like that, and it's kind of like, yeah, he's been nothing. That that train. I, I just want to remember that forever. Like when it comes back to like summer hype, yeah. you know, why you don't want to believe stuff like that. It's kind of like that. That was out of control. I've never seen a coach do that, though. Have you? Like, hype up a guy so much and then just completely not use him? No. Why would, of course we trade Jimmy Graham. We got Josh Hill. What do we have to worry about? He, like, completely pumped him up, man. I'm, he's like, he must be a pretty good poker player. I wonder who scored more points this week, Josh Hill or Jimmy Graham? I bet it was Josh Hill. It might have been. God, poor Jimmy Graham owners. Yeah, thanks. I'm one of them. Yeah, I mean, you would think, like, him going to Seattle, like, you know what, Jimmy? You know, I know they, you know, they wanted to block, but that's all got to be like nonsense talk. You know, like <laughs> I'm not buying that. Like I shouldn't have brought into the Josh Hill hype. Yeah. I should have bought into the yeah. He's going to ask him the block hype for Jimmy Graham. But talking about underutilization, you know, good talent there, just not like it's just we, it, the tight end market right now. It's kind of like oh, there's Gronk, there's Gronk, Eifert, Eifert, and Kelsey. That's it. And then you're like. Oh, crap. <laughs> you know, I mean, Kobe Fleener in a good game this week, but then Dwayne Allen comes back. Right, they're all hit or miss from yeah. there on out. Uh, Josh, you know, part of the, if you don't if you don't know Josh, Josh is behind the scenes dynasty nerds. He actually designs the website and everything. He texted me today. He's like, dude, I need a young tight end. I need a good tight end. Who do you recommend? And I'm like, dude, I'm like, I, I mean, I have Dwayne, I was like, I have Dwayne Allen, you know, uh, and I was trying to, I was literally, I was like, I want to like look into that because I really can't like. Like that's attainable, right. you know. I mean, obviously, you know, there's Tyler Eifert and stuff like that. But like, I don't know who's going to be attainable. People aren't giving those guys up because they're hard to find now. They're like at a complete premium, especially this year. You know, Crock at the Rocket, right? You know, but he's banged up, and he's got a, a first him. round pick right behind him. He's yeah, he's got a first round pick right behind him. Yeah, it's, hard. Uh, it's hard. So it's kind of the tight end market's pretty down. If you're a Gronk owner, you have a huge, huge advantage over everybody. Even guys like Kyle Rudolph aren't really. He's not doing anything. This yeah. I mean, nobody notable. is. Man, you're getting like a single digit games out of most of your tight ends. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it really is kind of really depressing. And it, I mean, obviously, Martellus Bennett had a good game, and anybody who plays the Raiders is going to have a good game. But at the same time, yeah, I mean, you have fantasy point wise, it's Gronk is number one. 
and he just had a bye, and he's still number one. Right. Kelsey's number two. That oh wait, I actually don't have those in order. Um, it it was uh, I don't think it was Kelsey it was number two. Yeah, it is Kelsey number two. Then Win, then Charles Clay, then Bennett, Jordan Reed, Tyler Eifert, Greg Olson, Gary, Gary Barnage, Barnage above Jimmy Graham. Right? Jimmy Graham. Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron, who just hurt his knee in uh, Monday Night Football, but nothing structural. Yep, nothing mm-hmm. bad. So, you know, you got, I mean, that, those are your top tight ends right there. And then it's Gronk, who has 70 points, who just had a bye, so he didn't even play last week, compared to Gary Barnage, who's, I think, tight end number like 10 right around there, has 49 points. Yeah, it's a big difference, man. Yeah, it, re- it really is. I mean, but again, Gary Barnage has three more points than Jimmy Graham. That's insane to me. <laughs> it, it's just oh. that is insane to me. And then Jordan, you know, now Jordan Reed's hurt, so he's going to drop down. Uh, Win probably hurt a little bit by the Brandon Whedon train, but again, Whedon's kind of going out there and doing okay, right? He's not doing too bad. No, I mean for being terrible. For yeah, I mean, he's terrible, but he's doing okay. He was terrible in Cleveland. Everybody's terrible in Cleveland. Yeah, right. He he doesn't look horrible. Right? He doesn't. Yeah, I'll, I'll give him that. I'll give I'll give old man R- Whedon. A little bit respect. He's uh, he's out there walking around with his his walker and throwing <laughs> chucking ball. <laughs> hey, Jason Wynn. I, I know you. I know you're the age veteran here, but I'm older than you, son. <laughs> I know. I know you've been here for twenty years, but I'm actually older than you, Jason. Wynn. He's out in the huddle. And he's like, God damn it, Brandon. And then the, <laughs> Jason Garrett's like, Hey, respect your elders, Wynn. Respect them. I thought I was the oldest guy on the team. <laughs> Not so fast. Not so fast. We have this third year pro. <laughs> uh, let's talk young guys, not old guys. All right, let's talk about somebody that we loved this off season. Yes, we've been dying to see. Dying came out last week. Didn't really do anything. Right. Came out this week. Holy cowboys and Indians! Oh my god, looked fantastic. Todd Gurley, Gurley ladies man. and gentlemen. Yes. Todd Gurley, number one dynasty pick, clear cut. Number one, we were preaching it all year, but so was everybody else. So we can't take credit for that. I mean, everybody was saying Todd Gurley right. was number one. It was very obvious. I felt bad. Um, somebody actually asked me a question this week whether um, whether or not to start Todd Gurley or um, Jonathan Stewart. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, man. Because it was a tough – I mean, that was a tough – because Todd Gurley really didn't do anything the week before. I was like, you know what, I would, uh, you know, I would probably stick with with Stewart one more week. I don't really like either one of those options, but I would probably go Stewart, and that obviously went right in my face. Backfire. Yeah, well, you give your best shot at it. Yeah, you know, what fifty-fifty. Never could have yeah. seen that coming. Yeah, I mean, we could see it coming, but yeah, who you couldn't have expected it this week? That's definitely against a good Arizona defense. That's, that's as what well. I, that's what I. That was really what the main basis was for that. I mean, he had huge. He had multiple twenty-yard runs. His longest run was fifty-two yards. Nineteen carries, hundred and forty-six yards. Also got two passes for fifteen yards on, as yeah, well. On two, Both on, targets. Yeah, on two targets, right? So I mean, he had a monster day and didn't even score a touchdown. Yeah. Now this is a guy that's going to be the centerpiece. Of uh, the St. Louis offense. And again, it's one game, but man, am I excited. I mean, this is a guy I see in, I, I see by the end of the year when we do our, like our, our dynasty rankings overall, he's going to be like the second running back on the board. You think so? I think so. Wow, that is Up high there. praise. But I mean, I mean, think about it right now. I have like young running backs. I mean, besides Le'Veon Bell, I mean, in your dynasty league, who do you want over Todd Gurley? I don't know, maybe Devontae Freeman. 
Well, no. <laughs> look at you over there. I've told you all along. Number two is Devontae Freeman. You thought he couldn't score three touchdowns every single week? Well, he did it two weeks in a row well, now, didn't well, he? Well, who's the number one scoring fantasy running back? Uh, I think it's Devontae Freeman. Looking beastie out there in Kyle Shanahan's offense. Yes, he really is, man. He looks really good. Yeah, he does. Like he he's looks- running well. Yeah. He's he's running well. That's kind of what I envisioned when I picked him in the first round of two drafts. But I actually lost some faith, and I didn't think it was going to happen. And then, boom, he got his opportunity, and he's exploding now. He is exploding onto the scene, uh, looking great. Tevin Coleman will come back. He'll hurt him a little bit. But right now, I mean, he's got the job locked up. Uh, I think it's a really good fit part of being – I think it's Kyle Shanahan's offense suits him really well uh, as well. So, he again, Devontae Freeman – Great. Do I want him over Todd Gurley? No. And I know you were know. being facetious. Yeah, I was totally being facetious. But at the same time, I mean, that's a, a serious question. Like, who would you want over Todd Gurley? I don't know. Man. I mean, Eddie Lacy? Cool. No. No, because he doesn't get enough action. I yeah. Don't think. Remember, I was talking that last week, and I was like, this guy is not even, you know, top 25 running back right now. He only had 90 yards this week, too. But Todd Gurley, I mean, I mean, honestly, like, I can't really think, when I think about it, I can't really... At the end of the year, that's why I said is I don't really see many running backs. Like, right after seeing that, I know, again, it's just one game, but this is a running back that we loved coming out. When the, we said he's one of the best running backs to come out probably since, you know, Trent Richardson's a bad example before that, but Trent Richardson was AP before that. Right. So now Trent Richardson pan out. Todd Gurley looks like he's going to pan out pretty dang well. Well, after, after just one game, yeah. And Devontae Freeman, nice. he's got, you know, he's got 12 more points than running back number two. I do know that because I'm staring right at the stats right now. And then he's got 31 more points in running back three, Mark Ingram. Yep. It's, uh, he's, which is pretty surprising also. Mark Ingram is uh, running back three. Running back number three, yeah. yeah. I think with, you know, Breeze being banged up kind of helps. And since we're listed, doing lists, you guys want to hear the top 10 fantasy PPR running backs right now? Let's do it, man. D- number one, Devontae Freeman. My boy. 100 points. Number two, Jamal Charles. Number three, Mark Ingram. My guy. Number four, Adrian Peterson. Number five, Matt Forte. Number six, Danny Woodhead, my sleeper of the year. What, what? Number seven, Latavius Murray. Number eight, Joseph Randall. Now, Joseph Randall being an eight is a good thing because Lance Dunbar, who's been a hot receiving machine, is out for the year. Out for the year, torn ACL, done, man. Yeah, out. So helps Joseph Joseph Randall owners. Also helps if you're a Kristen Michael owner. I think he's going to see a little bit of uh, an opportunity due to this injury. Don't yeah, you? I think they realized Jeremy Fan's kind of useless. Um, that and they were actually screaming, kind of not really screaming, but the coach got pretty pissed off at uh, at Joseph Randall. He went he went high over the top of the uh, pile to try to to try to get a touchdown and uh-huh. reach the ball over, and uh, he got it knocked out at the goal line. But he ended, he ended up scoring like it was, but it was reviewed. Yeah. Um, but apparently he had done that the week before and they had like yelled at him during the week to not to do it. And then he did it again. And you could like, you you could like see Jason Garrett, like yelling at him on the sideline. And then right after that is when they brought in, uh, what's his name? Darren, Darren McFadden. Okay. So they kind of like 
put they kind of like set him down. Put him in timeout. Right. They put him in timeout for that. So that could open up. Joseph, the door you go sit over in the corner until you learn how to play by yes. the rules. Terrence Williams, don't don't talk to him right now. He's in timeout. <laughs> He's in timeout. You got to listen to me. Turn around. But yeah, I, I mean, see it, your face. It sucks for Lance Dunbar owners because he was actually producing. He was man. You he know? was a nice PPR option. Yeah, real good sneak play. But you know, Joseph Randall is there at number eight. Then you have Carlos Williams at nine, and number ten, Deion Lewis. Now, Le'Veon Bell is right on the outside looking in. And that's Deion Lewis, who just came off a bye and missed a week also. like uh, That's true as well. Which is nice. Again, I mean, he's, I mean, we said it last week, went over the top ten as well with the running backs. It's just crazy. Like, names that you wouldn't really, it's, you know, there's a mix in there, but guys that you wouldn't expect. And even right. guys on the outside, you know, that are right out there with the Gio Bernards, Chris Ivories, Chris Johnsons of all people, David Johnsons. I mean, Lance Dunbar's right there. He's out now, but Lance Dunbar was a top 15 fantasy running back. Mm-hmm. And he only caught balls. That's, that's it. All, that's whole reason. Whole reason we said, you know, the, when I was talking to Danny Woodhead, you know, we brought back his stats from thirteen and twelve. Uh, the reason we said he was going to be have a really good year and somebody you wanted to own before the season was because he's going to catch a lot of balls. Yep. And I, those I, guys are extremely valuable. Yeah, I, I see Lance Dunbar pretty similarly to you know like Deion Lewis and and almost like a Danny Woodhead too. Like they're all pretty similar guys. Joe Bernard still producing, right? You absolutely. know, yeah, guys like that make themselves valuable. I mean, those are and those are guys that. You know, that's Mike's Hurricane Mike. Uh, his strategy at Dynasty and Mike is he likes to grab those PPR running backs. His he, whole team's built on it. Speaking of PPR running backs, we had a, a rookie kind of show up this week in the PPR stats, uh, Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson looked, finally, finally they use him in a passing game. Like right. the whole reason that we thought he was going to do really well is for a PPR back, and he caught that like, 29 yard touchdown pass. I mean, like toe tapping in the in the back of the end zone, like a really nice over the shoulder basket catch. Like those are like wide receivers, wide receiver type of skills. I saw right it live. It was across the field for me. Yeah, but it looked good. It was really good. Yeah, I didn't get to see the replay or anything. Yeah, he had to like double toe tap, like and get both his toes in. Like it was a nice catch, man. And he started the game. Yeah, as well. So he did start over Isaiah Correll. Uh, Turbin's coming back probably next week. He's probably gonna get a little action too. But right. really, if you're a Duke Johnson owner, real good sign. Absolutely. I mean, we had we thought that that was going to, you know, how they were going to use him because he is uh, he is good in the receiving game. But um, he just looked more explosive this week than he had like the first couple of weeks that he played. I don't know what it was like. He was still working his way back from the hamstring. He looked slow and sluggish. He just looked like another guy out there. But this week he he looked like he maybe got his quicks back. Man. Back on the scene, if you know what I mean. So right. Duke Johnson, good. Another rookie finally topped 100 yards. TJ Yeldon, 22 okay. carries, nice 105 job. yards. Thank you. About time, TJ. He looked good, man. Yeah, he looked good as well. Yeah. Uh, who else looked good? Who's not a rookie? Doug Martin. Oh, Dougie Fresh. 20 carries, 106 yards, and a touchdown. And what does that mean for you? Sell, sell, <laughs> sell. <laughs> okay, I was hoping you'd say that. Yes, please. Somebody. We said that we've been waiting for the big game from Doug Martin. You know. It's now will it be hard to sell possibly, but hey, maybe somebody who's had Lance Dunbar. <laughs> they're, they're relying on Lance and he's out. Uh bye week's coming on. Uh Doug Martin, you know, after the big week this week, might be somebody you can sell and actually get some value for. I am taking a second round pick if I can get it. I know that's really selling low. You if you if you need a running back, obviously you'd just rather hold on to Doug Martin if you can't. But if you if you could part Doug Martin with anything, I'd rather obviously have something more than a second round pick, but I'm selling. Yeah, the problem with Doug Martin is he he's con- inconsistent. He's consistently inconsistent. Like he'll have these blowout games like once every four or five weeks. I like that consistent, consistently inconsistent. Yeah, it's just that's what he is. So 
definitely if you if he strings together another game, then then you really have some momentum to to move him. But move him if you can. That's, yeah, that's my endorsement at least. Move him if you can. Yep. So, and you never answered my question. What was the question? Todd Gurley. What about it? Who? What running back would you rather have him? In your di- like when you redo your dynasty rankings coming up soon. Yes. Oh, which I assume would be soon. I gotta do mine this week sometime. Like, do you now that you've seen him? produce even after one game are you ready to move him up your dynasty rankings like i know you have like uh no i'm stubborn about my dynasty rankings i don't move guys like a ton like you do yeah but see you have guys like that like i think you have Lashawn mccoy even who i who was wrong on him i think you have him a little high okay then he should be again it's just my opinion right. uh but like so but right now would you tell our listeners you know who would you rather have todd Gurley or Lashawn mccoy and that's the way i kind of like the way I, when i do my rankings it's kind of like Okay, if somebody asked me for a trade straight up, like who would I rather have? When I try to get better perspective, you know what I mean? And something like, well, I mean, like for next week, I'd rather have Todd Gurley because Lashawn McCoy is on the shelf. But a fully healthy Lashawn McCoy, I would rather probably have him than going long term for Dynasty. You would. He's really? proven, man. What has Todd Gurley done? You love. You always do this. Do you what? always get attached to these rookie running backs? Not all of them. Yes, you do. You fall in love with every single rookie running back. You get these like big wide eyes, and and then they fall on their face in year two, and you're like, I don't know what happened. I've had wide eyes for Todd Gurley since three years ago. He's Listen, an exception to the rule. I just I like to I like to let my guys establish themselves a little bit more before I throw them above guys that have proven to me year after year to be good. I like to get out my crystal ball, shine it up, take a gander in there, and say. Ooh. All right. Well, you're, I guess, obviously, you're more, risk, you're more risky, risque. risque than I am. I'm more risk-adverse, I guess. You should see me in the bedroom. Uh, I don't want to. No, don't do that. Yeah, I don't want to, Rich. Pervert. Yeah. So, yeah, well, I mean, again, I mean, I can't really think of anybody, even guys looking at the guys here in the top 10, besides Le'Veon Bell, I mean, just long-term-wise, I'm... I'm, I'd be willing to take him number two overall at running back. It's worth, the upside's worth the gamble. On taking him that high, again, because the Saints. I mean, I think the only thing that's going to hurt him if he gets hurt again. But you could say that about any running back. You could say that about anybody. Yep. So, again, I mean, Jeremy Hill, who is you know on the hype train there for a while, he's going pretty high in dynasty leagues. I still like Jeremy Hill, but I'd rather have Todd Gurley. There's nobody really still carries for him. He's at, there's nobody else really on there on offense. Todd Gurley, I'm calling it now. I'm going to adjust my rankings this week. He's my number two overall dynasty running back. And I think you're crazy. To moments like that, I wish I had really sweet sound effects. You know, like, <laughs> doo, doo, doo. number two, two, two. Yeah, something, like, yeah, something <laughs> along those lines. Yeah. Yeah, so we should probably do that one day. Yeah, someday. Production cost, man. Yeah. We don't have that. <laughs> Sell some more t-shirts. Maybe we'll get some budget for that. Yeah, guys, buy some. <laughs> you guys want killer sound effects? You want us to put more time in here and take me away from my real life job? Yeah. Buy t-shirts. Buy some t-shirts. Yeah. Please. They're awesome. Christmas is as, coming as up. As a matter of fact, buy two, two, two. <laughs> yes. 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 That would be a great sign to make. <laughs> buy two. Something along those lines. So, now, what do you think about answering some Twitter questions? Um, lay it on me, man. And for that hilarious jokes we just had going on. <laughs> God dang, we're funny sometimes. Only sometimes. Not that time. Yep. Um, so, first question coming from Joey Yalman. When Duz comes back from injury, where will you rank him overall? I'm sorry, did you say when Dez comes back? When Dez comes back from injury. Um, I'll have him number two in the wide receivers. I will have him, Zach Lawyer have him now, number three for the wide receivers. That's overall for uh, me. Okay. 
just because it does and he's a beast. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, something like that doesn't change like my rankings. You know, somebody like his caliber definitely wants an injury you can come back from. Yeah, I'm not gonna drop Dez in my rankings at all. Um, I did, <laughs> but it wasn't because he was hurt. It was strictly because Julio is a monster. Unbelievable. And Antonio Brown had a crazy streak going. He's he's so reliable. Um, let's get to another question here from Anthony Tretolo. How to use the waiver wire for the future to build your team and when to sell a player when they're on the wrong side of a running back by committee? Well, uh, as far as building your team. Kind of what we were talking about earlier, right? Yeah, getting guys like Willie Sneed and stuff like that. Like, I mean, guys that are young and and kind of up-and-comer guys. You gotta. This is the time you got to do it. Like, really, you got to do a lot of preseason research. And then when a guy starts doing well in the preseason and then he carries it over into week one, two, or three, you got to be willing to cut bait on some of those older guys that are, are maybe more established names, but you just can't roster. You know, if you can't afford to roster both of them, you got to sometimes build towards the future and, and cut bait on some of those old guys. And it's what we talked about earlier in the show. Somebody like a Marcus Colson, you have to be able to dynasty league, but you have to be able to let those guys go. Yep. And you got to be able to pick up the guys like Willie Sneed, mm-hmm. Rashard Matthews. Right. You know, those or are the guys. Like, or- like a Chris Thompson, the guy that's been, you know, he's been catching passes there in Washington for the past few weeks. And a guy that's just, he's just starting to creep up the PPR radar a little bit. Yeah. And those are guys. And, and the key here too is patience. You can't. You just can't pick up guys like a Willie Sneed and stuff like that and just expect them to erupt onto the scene and be, you know, stars. Right. It usually doesn't happen that way. Sometimes it may. But you know, you look. You got to look for guys that are in good situations. Like you know, obviously Willie Sneed's in a good offense there, and there's not a lot of guys that are catching passes. They 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 unloaded a Jimmy Graham. They unloaded a Ke- uh, Kenny Stills. So there's kind of like a void that they're trying to fill there. And Willie Sneed steps in and he's starting to he's starting to find a role for himself. Dan Heron in a good situation right now. Right, absolutely. Uh yeah, and again, obviously doing your research, you know, following us on Twitter. Right. At Dynasty Rich. At Dynasty Matt. You know, you know, put getting information out that way. Uh follow be get on the website, read the articles. Yep. You know, our our writers do a terrific job of saying, Hey, look out for this guy here. Yeah, Dontrell Inman. Dontrell like, Inman. Right. These are guys that are worth the stash over guys that you know deep in your heart that aren't you're never going to start right you know and at the same time if you have guys like that you know you say you have like and you cut andre johnson a big who's a big name and you picked up willie sneed and you started willie sneed well guess what willie sneed got 14 points and andre johnson got none i mean i always i literally always assess my my lineup and i have guys that i'm willing to get rid of i and they're always there at the bottom they're they're it's like the chopping block i know which three guys if i needed to make three moves i know exactly which three guys i'd drop and I and I don't necessarily know who I'm going to pick up, but if there's somebody that's worthy, I I already know who I'm dropping. Yeah, again, I'm, I'm going to say it again because we can't say enough. You can't be afraid in dynasty cut a name. Right. You can't. An old guy that doesn't have not not only does not really have good value this year, but long term value as well. Because you got to be thinking the future, and the only way to do that is take risk. And you have to be patient. You have to take these guys, and you have to sit on them. You know, you got to say a guy like Willie Sneed, hey. I'm going to take Willie and I'm going to give him a year. Yeah. You know, I'm going to give him 12 months. I'm going to sit down and see where he is. You know, even if he doesn't produce this year, I saw some, you know, splashes there of greatness or not even greatness or just say to be good. Right. Let me see how it translates now to the offseason with another year in the system. Let me see where he is next training camp and go from there. Right. I mean, even if he, even if he ends up turning into a guy that's like a Lance Moore, he still had value when he was in New Orleans. Yeah. So For a little I, bit. Yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, that's a guy that you get for free 
you you get to unload an old guy, and you know if he works out, he works out, and he sticks on your roster. But if he doesn't, then you got to open roster spot. And you can also trade him during the draft, maybe because right. he's he's a good name for a player that you might like with a higher upside and take a risk that way as well. Right. Um, but nothing you, you can't. The, the key thing you don't want to do is pick up a guy and then just cut him because he didn't give you. You know, he had one good week this week, but then you cut him. Right. Because he didn't improve back to back weeks. These are guys you got to pick up, and these are guys you got to be patient with. You do have to. Sell. Um, as far as the running back by committee part of it is. If they're on the wrong side of the running back committee, running backs are so valuable in fantasy football and dynasty altogether. It depends how deep your roster is. But you, if they're even a part of a running back by committee, you just can't cut bait. One, because they're just an injury away from being a full-time starter. And you're going to suffer injuries where you might just have to you, you might have to live with a guy right. who's a running back by committee. That you might know? be the best you can do. It might be the best you can do. Because something's better than nothing. So those guys you just can't cut, unfortunately. They're guys you have to hold on to. Yep. Um, so... Again, patience, listen to the podcast, which you're doing right now, uh, read the articles, use Twitter, use social media, use the forum on DynastyNerds.com. Talk to the Dynasty community. There are guys out there that are will, you know, they'll give you, these are guys who are diehard fantasy guys, right. you know, diehard Dynasty guys, and they'll be more than happy to answer your questions on there as well. So, I can't, again, I can't remember recommend using Dynasty Nerds forum enough. Tons of guys on there that are diehard dynasty guys that really know their stuff. And you'll get an outside opinion because, I mean, most of the time you're going on, on your opinions or maybe a couple other guys in your league that you trust, but really that's not a big enough scope, you know, to, to actually get a true value of a guy. Either. And, again, everybody lives in a different city. They know their teams better than anybody else. Right. The guys are not even getting play time, but they know about because of the beat reporters, uh, and they might do well. Same thing in the beginning of the year. You know, I said guys that might be sneaky plays. And I know you, Matt's going to laugh, but I've said Gary Barnage is probably going to be a sneaky play this year. He did all right again this week, man. I, yeah. I, I, I say I'm laughing, but he did all right this and year. And I said before the season started, yeah. don't be surprised if Gary Barnage is a nice sneak play at tight end you can get for free. And right now he is. I know, man. I take him over, you know, Jordan Cameron half these weeks, man. And that was strictly because I was a, you know, I'm a big Browns fan. I watched the team closely and, and I just saw that he was heavily targeted. Uh, you know, and not only that, in practice he was used a lot, but in the preseason as well, I was like, wow, this might not just be a fluke. You know, is Gary Barnage extremely talented? Not nope. at all. But the targets are there, and he's got a good rapport with the quarterback, which is going to produce points. There you go. Uh, definitely, like we said, how bad tight ends are right now. So it's a, it's, a, it's a good thing to do. Um, next question from at Chris Sari one What to do with Charles Johnson? Receiver Anquan Bolden, Victor Cruz, and Nile Davis. They're taking space up on my roster during bye weeks. They're hard to trade. Do I just drop them? Um, I mean, I guess. What do you think about the PP tactic? The PP? Yeah. The poop, poop package. package. Is that yes. what you're going for? No. Yes. You take Charles Johnson, Anquan Bolden, Victor Cruz, and Nile Davis. You, you package them all together as one big pile of poop. And you move them because I'm telling you, some people like those packages of poop. There's, we we know we have a guy in our league who likes to package of poop. Yeah, but whole bunch of middle tier guy, not okay, bottom tier guys. Come on, give me a break. Um, Charles Johnson's underwhelmed. Charles Johnson's underwhelmed. I'm not ready to cut bait on him. Anquan uh, Bolden. Anquan Bolden, I think is old enough that if if you need a roster spot, then you can cut him. Yeah, and Colin Kaepernick's terrible. Right. Uh, Victor Cruz. I've been saying this forever. Nobody's ever come back from two patella ten- tendon tears. I know that it's his calf right now that's holding him out. It, these, it's all overcompensation injury. He's not going to be back anytime soon. And if he is, he's not. He's going to be out out of the lineup. Mark my word. Yeah, because the guy who I hate is Ruben Randall. He's doing good. 
Victor Cruz is going to be no good to you. No. You can cut Victor Cruz. You can cut Victor Cruz. You can cut Victor. I have Victor Cruz. Unfortunately. And Andrew Johnson dies in its roster. Yeah, ouch. That's just dead weight, man. Look at me. I'm like, cut names. I'm like, no. Yeah, you can't no, do that. I have no way to pick. Our, our, our brain-seeing roster, there's just no way they're even cut. Right. Um, And then now Davis got demoted. He got demoted. He's, he's back to third team now. It sounds like, uh, uh, what's his name? I can't remember his first name, but West is the guy's name, last name. It's not Terrence West. It's not Terrence West. It starts with the C. I can't remember. Ch- Chandrick or something like that, West. I, I can't remember the guy's name, but he passed him on the on the depth chart. He does apparently more stuff in the passing game than Nile Davis. Nile Davis, big play, fast guy, but kind of slow to hit the hole. We kind of talked about this in the summertime uh, when we were talking about backup running backs. And I was like, oh, I was going to name you know, Nile Davis my number one, but I did more research, and it's like, wow, he's not even really that great to begin with. Yeah. What do so you do? I, my, my suggestion here is – to try to do the poop package, and if that doesn't work for anything that you want, if you're you know, yeah, if you're not a used car salesman like this guy over here, then then you're probably gonna have to end up cutting a couple of these. Guys. Out of all those guys, who would you cut first? Cruz, right? Yeah, Victor Cruz, and then Bolden. Yes, and then Davis, and then Charles Johnson. Uh, it might be the other way around for me. Okay. I have Charles Johnson and Niall Davis on the same team, and I would probably cut Charles Johnson before Niall Davis. That makes sense. Just because I think Nile Davis, if, if he doesn't work out in Kansas City, I could see him getting a gig somewhere else. Okay. What should this one's from at uh, Ian Struhar? What should owners of Brandon Cooks do? Will things get better, or should I try and sell now? No. Well, you definitely don't want to yeah. sell now. You don't sell now. You're selling yourself way short. Right. And I think he'll get better. I mean, he's a good receiver. He's a he's a really good wide receiver. Um, Things just haven't been clicking yet this year. Um, I think they'll get it going here in the coming weeks. Though. And remember, wide receivers usually take three years anyways. Right. I mean, and not... he flashed a ton of talent last year before he broke his thumb. Yes. So, and in the preseason, he showed a lot of talent as well. So I'm not jumping ship. Not even. Even remotely. Remotely. Just... And you can still start it. I mean, he had a couple, yeah, he did okay last week. I think he had, um, I don't remember how many points he had, he had but like I think he was five or okay. Six catches or something? Yeah. Right? So I think he had like double digit points right around there. But it's not enough to really kind of jump ship. He's not giving you wide receiver one numbers like maybe some of us expected this year, but he's still producing. You know, he's still, and he still has talent. So it's, he's definitely one of those guys, like, honestly, if anything, I'm trying to buy low on Brandon Cooks right now. Yeah, I would definitely buy low. If, if somebody was like this guy, frustrated and worried, you know, that it, that he was, you know, trying to get out from underneath Brandon Cooks, I would go buy him. Yeah, I bet. And I bet there's a lot of guys out there. He might be like a really good by low cannon right now. So, I mean, Brandon Cooks, had he had four catches for 25 yards, but he had the most targets. He had eight targets. Yeah, so, so he had six points, not double digits, but. He was involved, though, you know, like he, eight targets is a, is a pretty decent amount. I could live with that. Right. Yeah, so definitely don't sell Brandon Cooks. That's Again, that's kind of panic. We don't ever want to hit the panic button. No. It, it hurts you in the long run. Those are decisions that hurt your dynasty team in the long run. Uh, this one from Zach. Hey, feel uh, fast. I can't I can't pronounce it. Sorry, Zach. Yeah, Zach's Twitter, a, Twitter handles are a little tough. Yeah, Zach's a big Dynasty Nerds fan. He's been with us for a long time. He's in uh, the Listener Leagues. You remember nice. I told you last week in the Dynasty Nerds Listener Leagues I was 0-3? Yeah. Guess what? You got your first win? I'm 0-4 in both oh, leagues. You are terrible, man. What's wrong with you? I have no idea. You need to start focusing on those leagues. It's, it's starting to get embarrassing, man. Zach private messaged me. He's like, dude, why don't you make some trades? I'm like, I need to get on that league more. It's like, and again, the whole problem of having too many leagues is I can't focus on trade and stuff as well. But like, I'm I'm doing okay pretty much every league I'm in this year. But the two podcast dynasty, in their dynasty leagues. Likely story. That's oh, all and I four. have to say. Likely oh, and four story. in both leagues. 
Not one, not both, not one league, both, both leagues. <laughs> Things aren't really working out for me. Taking to too say much, the least. Those guys are taking too much of your advice. Well, Zach, again, we, we're always happy to have you aboard here, but uh, he's actually wrote an article for us, too. Oh, nice. Yeah, he'd be putting out there. Uh, so, Zach asked, who would you rather have, Devontae Freeman or Deion Lewis? I know your answer. I'd rather have both because I do. Uh, but Devon, <laughs> Devontae Freeman, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's the number one fantasy running back out there right now. It's, it's a clear-cut choice. They're both young. They're both talented. And they both, I, they're both good PPR options, too. Uh, no knock against Deion Lewis. I, I would just rather have Devontae Freeman. Yeah, it's, 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 not, yeah, it's not like, oh, screw Deion. But, yeah, Devontae Freeman's, I think, the easy choice here. Uh, he also asked, is Kelsey officially tight end number two in your overall rankings? I, I, I think it's really close. As my childhood idol always said, word to your mother. <laughs> well, I think it's really close. I mean, obviously, the way things are going right now, um, Travis Kelsey is the, the second best option that you would have, in, you know, in the first through, through the first four weeks. But I can't. I can't. I don't think I can bump Jimmy Graham down. I can yet. very easily. Travis Kelsey is my number two tight end. Right. Very happy to do that. I'll keep Jimmy Graham at three for now. But I'll tell you what, Tyler Eifert is at the door. Knocking. Well, he better not knock too hard. He and he's might, got pizza. He might hurt himself. Well, but hey, <laughs> as long as you got pizza, it's okay with me. So, yeah, he's my number two tight end. I will bump him past Jimmy Graham. Not a problem at all. He's in Seattle. He's not going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, again, it's just one of those offenses where, hey, it's going to be hit and miss. And those are kind of guys I don't like in my roster. You know what I mean? Guys that are going to be hit and miss because when it comes to playoff time, you want somebody you can count on. And right now you can't count on Jimmy Graham. Will it get better? Maybe, but I know for sure I can count on Travis Kelsey. Uh, I agree. He's, I mean, he's consistently doing well. Okay, next question. We'll do two more. All right. Two Actually, more. let's just do one more. Okay. This one's for Matt Tim. It's getting a little late out here. Yeah. I have jet lag. I'm still recovering from my West Coast partying. That second question must have really sucked. <laughs> <laughs> How big is the gap between the top five and top ten position player, like Julio versus Randall Cobb, and between a top ten and top 20 guy? No, like huge between a top, even top 10 and huge. Yeah. Like to Julio Jones to like a top 10 guy is a huge gap. Yeah. So for example, Julio Jones is number one. So if you go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, well, it's just so happens to be Randall Cobb. Just wow, Tim, this, this guy knows what he's talking about here. Tim's on it. <laughs> oh, man. Um, now he might be a top 10 score, but Randall Cobb's higher than a top 10 fan dynasty you know, receiver. Right. You know, you have Steve Smith ahead of him. He's not, he doesn't hold really dynasty value. He won't, he won't even be in our top 200 rankings because he's retiring after this year. So there's no even point of ranking the guy. Um, but there is a big difference again right now. Now, is it fair to consider Julio because he has so many points? He has 108 points where Randall Cobb has 77 points. So you're talking 30, 40 points more than a top 10 guy. I mean, and if you project that through the whole year, 30, 30 points, you know, that, that equates to about 120 point differential by the end of the year, which is huge, which is ridiculous. Yeah. That's so huge. have a, a top five guy has way more value than a guy from five to 10. Yeah. It's pretty simple in that aspect of it. What, what do you have to do to get that kind of guy? I mean, you have to offer the top 10 guy and another player, likely a first round pick. And that usually won't get it done either. I was going to say, you might actually have to do multiple first-round picks and, a, and the top-five guy. And we always talk about, like, I don't understand why people even, I mean, the, the deal has to be, and the problem is you have to overpay for guys like that. Right. You know, 
There is no reason ever in your dynasty league that you should ever be selling Julio Jones, Le'Veon Bell, Rob Gronkowski. No. Yeah, these are guys you want to just build around. You don't want to sell those guys. I mean, you really don't. Um, you know, guys that you might be willing to sell, you know, Larry Fitzgerald. Having a really big comeback year. Uh, he's he's wide receiver number two right now. That'd be something I'm, you know, out of the top 10 receivers. I mean, we did top 10 tight ends. We did top 10 running backs. Want to do top 10 receivers real quick? Sure, let's do it, man. Number one, Julio Jones by a long shot. Larry Fitzgerald, Antonio Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, who's just a target monster, Keenan Allen, Brandon Marshall, A.J. Green, Steve Smith, Randall Cobb. There you go. So you got two guys in there, Steve Smith, who doesn't really hold any dynasty value. Uh, if you're, we talked about him last week. If you could sell him because you're not competitive, sell. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, who's good, but he's getting up there in age. He's uh, getting up there. He's age. only good with Carson Palmer in there, yep. and Carson Palmer's up there in age with the injury prone as well. So that's a, that's kind of one of those risky moves. It depends where your team is. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these guys are young guys that you want to build your team around. Keenan Allen, DeAndre Hopkins, Antonio Brown, AJ Green, yeah, AJ Green, Brandon Marshall. He's a tweener, but he's still he's still elite. He's definitely still elite, and he's definitely somebody you're getting a couple more years out of. Yep, as well. We don't know what's happened to quarterback situation, but again, to answer the question, it, it's huge. It really is to me. It's huge. The difference between wide receiver ten and wide receiver one is just it's a, it's just a monster gap for me. I mean, for me, it's like you say Randall Cobb or Julio Jones. I'm saying Julio by a mile. And did he also ask like? between wide receiver 20 as well? Like, I mean, because that's like... Well, that's where it starts to get a little bit more even. You know what I mean? Because the difference between, um, for example, like wide receiver like 20, Rashard Matthews, right? He has 61 points. And you go Randall Cobb, who has 77 points. That's a 16-point differential. You're talking four points a game over the last four weeks. Right. Which is significant. Four points a game is a lot. That's 64 points by the end of the year. I mean, that's... That's still a pretty good chunk. But it's not as much. No, it's not as much as the As the Julio trade. Right. So, again, those are receivers. But, again, are you trading Rashard Matthews for Randall Cobb? No. But you can see where it starts to get a little murky in there. Because then you get guys that – you get guys in there like Dante Moncrief, James Jones, uh, Travis Benjamin, who – Travis Benjamin might be legit. I mean, he's producing on a weekly basis. Biggest – one of the biggest surprises of the year for me. Uh, Alan Hearns, somebody that we've been preaching forever. Uh, his name, he's a top 20 fantasy receiver right now. But there's guys in there that you wouldn't really think of, you know, Rashard Matthews. And these guys, these might be guys you want to target. It, again, it really helps to go look at these lists of who's at the top of the rankings. Yep. Because there'd be guys out there that you'd be surprised, like, wow, okay, we're four weeks in. We're 25% through the NFL season. These are guys are that are top 20 fantasy receivers. And these are guys that I wouldn't even think on here that I'm gonna be able to get. You know, I'm gonna be able to, I can probably get Alan Hearns. Right. I can get Rashard Matthews off somebody. I'm able to get Dante Moncrief off somebody. James Jones, Travis Benjamin. Dante Moncrief might be a little bit tough, but yeah, a little tougher. Right. Yes. Again, big fan of Moncrief. Whole reason we were down on Dorsett. But again, there's guys up here. I mean, again, Travis Benjamin has more fantasy points than Demarius Thomas, Jeremy Macklin, Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham. Emmanuel Sanders. Crazy, man. Yes. Jeremy Macklin has more points than Odell Beckham. Told you Jeremy Macklin was going to be sweet this year. Uh, yeah. Why, did you tell me he wasn't going to be sweet? I don't think so, no. Well, I'm just telling you. Just I to- I'm telling you that I told you. Oh, all right. And I'm telling you again. 
All right, you tell them, Steve, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Mallrats coming to a theater near you next year. Mallrats too, yes. Yeah, I'll be going to see that. Awesome. And Star Wars when it comes out. Me too. I mean, I asked you before the show, I was like, will you go see Star Wars maybe at midnight showing? <laughs> no, I was like, yes. Here's that I want to see it as soon as I possibly can. As of right now, there's 73 days. I know that because I follow a dude that tweets it out every single day. Oh, does he? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you had your calendar at home with like nope. Yoda sitting on top and you're just like, next. <laughs> One step closer to the force. When this comes out, it'll be 72 days. I'm very excited to see that. Yeah, me too. There's not a lot of movies I get like super excited about. But I'm super excited about that one. Yeah, man. It's supposed to be like all live action stunts and stuff. None of this CGI crap that they did in the, in the uh, prequel prequel ones. Yeah, the first two are subpar. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be awesome. It's going to be great. I can't it's gonna wait. Be, it's going to be a return to movie glory. When, they, when all, the, all the stuff, all the explosions are real, everything is going to be as real as possible. And there's going to be a new one coming out every year. Oh, yeah. It's gonna be awesome. God loves me. Yeah, I get it. That and the new bond I'm excited for. Yeah, that, that hits November, man. Can't wait. That's going to be an awesome Another one I'll see for sure. Yep. So, well, that's our movie talk for the week. All right. Uh, that's all our talk for the week. Yeah, that is. I'm exhausted. Me too. Flapping gums with you takes a lot out of me. How's your saliva feeling? It's all right. It's getting a little dry. <clears throat> I'm recovering from jet lag. I'm recovering from a cold. Mm. I don't even think that. I don't really buy into that jet lag thing, but it's okay. Um, so hopefully the Browns don't either because they, uh, they, they made the same trip as you. Hopefully they're not going to come out and crap the bed. Again they must have week. traveled around the world five times <laughs> suffering from that kind of jet lag. But, uh, yeah, so that's it. That's it for this week. If you have any questions of that we couldn't get to, or if you have any need, any help with your fantasy lineup or anything like that, you can contact me on Twitter at dynasty rich. I'm at dynasty Matt. Again, we said you could hit up the form. You can follow the site at dynasty nerds. Uh, make sure to get on dynastynerds.com every single day of your lives. It's very important. Yes, uh, it is. The website breeds the podcast, and if you enjoy the podcast, support the website. Uh, the best way to support the podcast, besides going to the website on a daily basis, which you should do, and it should be on your homepage or your phone, uh, the Dynasty Nerds logo should be the screensaver on your phone as well. Uh, if you don't do that, I don't know why. We obviously can't be best friends. <laughs> obviously. Um, but if you want to support the podcast in another way, the best way to do it for free is to get on iTunes and give us a rating and review. It helps the podcast in more ways than you would ever imagine. We really do appreciate it. Yes, we are the top-ranked Dynasty podcast, but we, we read them. Every, everything you put on there, we read. And I usually read twice. Re- actually, he reads them twice because he reads them, and then he reads them to me. And so. whoever else wants to listen. Exactly. I'll even tell my wife, like, look at this, look at this great comment. I'm like, look, <laughs> people out here love your husband. <laughs> She's like, I'm glad somebody does. Yeah, no kidding. Um, and, if you, and obviously, if you want to support the site financially, the best way to do that, guys, is to buy Dynasty Nerds t-shirt. Uh, they're on DynastyNerds.com. They're only $18. Uh, two, two t-shirts host almost pays for the hosting for the month. That's awesome. Yeah, so we need to sell at least two a month to kind of support the podcast. And if we get three a month, maybe we'll just be able to get a soundboard with some sound effects. I think we have to sell about five a month. For oh, that. man. But, uh, yeah, it really does help out. It's uh. It's Christmas season coming up, and my kids would like Christmas presents. They sure would. No, we did. Why we weren't? No, else we did. As wrapped this up, I'll tell everybody in the world. We uh, we put we in San Diego. My wife finally convinced me. I think it's because I was all on vacation high, and uh, yes, vacation high. No oh, man. And uh, drinking, and we booked a trip to Disney. No kidding. For January second. Wow, that's big time, man. I'm going to Disney World. Wow. January second. I'll enjoy. Six it. days. Yeah. Wow, that'll be fun. I guess. I Get ready to spend some cash. I know. I'm, I'm like, you know, we just flew to San Diego for four days, right? And she's oh, like, man. uh-huh. 
I'm like, oh, so now you want to go to Disney? She's like, yeah, the kids love it. I'm like, my wallet's not going to love it. Yeah, no kidding, man. Jeez. I make money. The wife spends the money. Hey, that's her job. Yeah, well, she's really good at her job. (laughs) So please, please go to thedinosaurnerds.com every day. I am begging you. Please give us a rating and review. (laughs) And please buy 20 (laughs) t-shirts. So I can continue doing dynasty work. Help send Rich's kids to Disneyland. <laughs> please. <laughs> make please. A, make a dream come true. Yes. They don't, there's nothing wrong with them, but I just want to go to Disney. I don't know if my kids even know who Mickey Mouse is, but they'll have a good time. Yeah, sure. But until then, we'll be back next week. Uh, good luck, everybody. Good luck with your teams. Yeah. Go Browns. Yeah. Ain't going to happen. Yeah. So I can dream. A, a boy can, can dream. A guy can dream. There you we'll go. be back next week with more. Great dynasty talk and chit chat. There you go, man. Until then, have a good one. Adios. 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 It's your worst goodbye yet. That's Spanish. I, you know what I was really expecting there? What's I'm that? I'm not going to lie. The Chewbacca sound. Oh, well. I thought you'd go out that way since we talked Star Wars. You always end the show with a great ending. My throat hurts today, man. Now we know you're sick. See, it doesn't, it's not working. Terrible. I know. Please buy a shirt so I can get a, a new a new sound effect guy over. <laughs> this guy was once a, on his A game. Now he's terrible. <clears throat> yeah, All right, guys. Until next week. Later, guys. Have a good one. Chewbacca. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.